95.1 The Peak, it's Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. And in these unsettling times, uh, of course, we are talking more about the Collingwood COVID-19 Assessment Centre. And joining us on the line is Marie LaRose, the Executive Director of the Georgia Bay Family Health Team and the uh, or organizer, or, or I mean, I, I'm sure your title is a lot longer than that in regards to what you're doing with the <laughs> COVID-19 Assessment Centre. But we are happy to have you here, Marie LaRose. Yes, good morning, and thanks Thanks for uh, taking interest in what we're doing over here. Marie, tell us uh, about uh, the Georgian Bay Family Health Team and, and connecting with the hospital and, and, and how who's running the Collingwood Assessment Centre. How does this all work? So, so what happened is the uh, Georgian Bay Family Health Team and the Collingwood Hospital kind of uh, banded together early days because there was so much to be done at the beginning of the pandemic. And, of course, the hospital had many, many tasks that they needed to complete with respect to rearranging the hospital, et cetera. So we volunteered to take on the COVID Assessment Centre. And uh, very early days, we moved it from the hospital parking lot over here to 186 Erie Street outside of our um, family health team. And, uh, you know, again, it's a very good partnership. Uh, I think in the community, we tend to work very well together, uh, many organizations, but certainly ourselves in the hospital for sure. And John and I have uh, both had COVID tests, uh, Mm -hmm. but for someone who is uncertain about the whole process, if they feel as though they are showing some symptoms, what should they be doing? Well, thank you for asking that. The, the most important thing is the guidelines are constantly changing. And as of uh, yesterday, well, actually October 1st, new guidelines came out for, for school kids. Of course, it's been a bit of a, a madhouse in the last couple of weeks for parents and children because they've been sent home from school with very, uh, you know, a very simple runny nose, if you will. And as you can imagine, that sends parents into a tailspin. Absolutely. They're just busy getting back to work and, you know, uh, they're being sent home and being asked to get clearance from a COVID test. And of course, what's happened with that is it's sent up the uh, number of tests that the province are expected to be doing uh, through the roof, and the province can't keep up with processing the specimens at the labs. So hence, there's been change as of today, um, certainly October 2nd, we've had new guidelines come out and a assessment tool, a self-assessment tool that parents can do. So I guess my main um, my main message I would like to put out there is it's so ever-changing and so rapidly changing that if the folks, the parents out there could um, keep in touch with the province's website, there's a covid19.ca school screening tool, uh, I think that would be most helpful. So let's just uh, sort of clarify when and who should be going to get their their tests at this point uh, because at one time it was hey come and get one uh, and now you've you've defined it again because of this waitlist that is ever growing yes um, so right now, uh, as of this moment, because again, it could change, right. but uh, right now we are not testing anybody that is asymptomatic. I think there were guidelines previously, um, Mr. Ford had sent everybody in to get a test, and sure. everybody should be tested and could be tested, but clearly um, that's what's caused the influx in the number of specimens that they cannot possibly keep up with. So right now we're looking at uh, folks with symptoms, and, and prior to uh, today, Uh, kids with one simple symptom were being asked to come and get tested. That has now changed. They're looking at, you know, of course, back to school, all kids seem to have a runny nose. Um, (laughs) It's our immune system. 
Yeah, exactly. In the time of year. Um, so now it's no longer, uh, we're no longer requiring that they get a COVID test for some of these very simple systems. I'm sorry, the simple symptoms. Right. Uh, there, again, if they would go to the, the self-assessment tool, it's very easy to do and very clear uh, who should be tested and who shouldn't. So we're really looking for kids that are unwell beyond that sort of simple runny nose that is very common in all the kids that seem to go back to school. So having just one or two of the symptoms associated with COVID-19 isn't enough to warrant a test at this point. That's correct, okay. unless there are some of the more serious symptoms that are very associated with uh, COVID-19. For example, loss of taste and smell tends to be one that is, you know, not common otherwise, but a bit more common with respect to the COVID-19 virus. And, of course, difficulty breathing as well. Now, when it comes to the amount of individuals who are booking tests compared to who is actually showing up, that has uh, significantly increased as well. That's kind of become a little bit of an issue. Yes, and I cannot say this strongly enough. We we have ramped up our, our testing capacity based on the demand. So we're working evening shifts. We're bringing in people on the weekends. We, we, we ramp up based on demand. And then for us to be in a position where people simply do not show for their, for their test because they've either changed their mind or perhaps gone to another site somewhere else is most frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, certainly that's keeping folks out that need to be coming through. Uh, it's making our wait time longer than than necessary and uh, as you can imagine it's it's the the interesting thing to note here is that the actual test only takes maybe 30 seconds mm-hmm. and typically we will see uh, people at their time of their appointment so it's a pretty patient-centered um, system if you will if you have an appointment at 1020 you'll be seen at 1020 right. and you'll be you'll be freed 30 seconds later <laughs> but what you what people don't see it's all the upfront work and the work after the test has happened right. you know we prepare requisitions labels um, there's a lot of that administrative work that goes on the number of phone calls the the booking etc so we really really would appreciate it if uh, folks out there could let us know if they do not intend to come to their appointment We'll definitely free it up for another patient who really needs to be seen. Marie, you mentioned that those who are not um, showing symptoms uh, should not come for a test or are not able to get a test at this point uh, because of the wait lines. What about those who require tests to go to their job or in some cases to visit um, loved ones in in, uh, nursing homes and and long-term care centers? So, so again, John, we do uh, prioritize those patients. We have a, a regular running, you know, every two weeks we have a lot of folks coming because they do need to go see loved ones. Right. We are regularly testing um, the folks that work in long-term care. Uh, that is a ministry requirement. So we do already have that volume and accommodate that volume on an ongoing basis. So you are not excluded from booking an appointment. You'll still take those folks. Absolutely. There are the priority groups that are identified by the ministry that, of course, we we keep um, testing on an ongoing basis. I think right now they're really just trying to discourage, if you will, the worried well, folks that are just curious, do they have it, you know? Um, And I certainly appreciate uh, the feeling out there. I mean, it's very unsettling times, but all that's doing is is jamming up the the lineups for for the labs. 
Um, as of yesterday, they were 82,000 tests behind. Wow. So if you really do need to get a result, so, you know, if you are symptomatic and need to get a result, you can imagine our uh, used to be about a two-day turnaround. Now we're looking at closer to four, five, six, seven days, which is really a difficult for folks that are now uh, in isolation waiting for that result so folks wanting to see their loved ones uh, for thanksgiving or though you know in long-term care homes uh, they best be getting on that right away Yes, and I think I think we're at a point with uh, most people, they do understand that there is a process, and certainly in our area, again, it's a pretty slick um, system where they book their appointment, and in they come, and, you know, they, they uh, get their test on the spot. It, the only problem now may be getting that result prior to the, the date mm-hmm. of visit. You know, we're doing the pre-op swabs as well, so folks that have surgeries um, booked, we are doing their swabs, and again, working with the hospital with the surgeons, with the family physicians to make sure that we cover off these priority groups. Marie LaRose, thank you so much for joining us from the Collingwood Assessment Centre. We've been speaking to Marie LaRose. Appreciate your time here on Talk of the Town. Really appreciate you helping us get the message out. Thanks a lot.